What's up, everybody? I'm Brandon David. Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. This is our first ever live episode. Maybe a little applause for the live episode. Yeah, hell yeah. So good to have friends and coworkers and fellow entrepreneurs. I guess I'm an entrepreneur, right? We could say that. And uh, we are here today to talk about vaporizing. We had a whole vision for this, right? We were gonna have a whole vape tank set up, judges, other companies, they were gonna compete. And guess what? None of them wanted to compete with our guests today, right? So this is Sabo Shen. What's up, man? How Thank are you? you? I'm doing very he well. He has an amazing company called The Vape Exhale. What we're gonna do today is talk about why it's so amazing, the science behind it. He's gonna kind of nerd out on it a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we're gonna demo it. The definite roughest part of my job is trying out this vape. Uh, we have some medicated nachos here today from Pacific Salsa. Uh, thank you, Gilbert, for, for being here as well. We can clap that up. We can clap that up. Yeah. Yep. Cool. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. Cool. Why don't you just tell us what is VapeXL? So uh, VapeXL is a vaporizer, obviously. Uh, it was designed to offer a premium experience to the user, uh, whether or not they use flowers or essential oils. Uh, this is one device that's best in breed in both. We actually won Cannabis Cup once for our flower attachment, once for our, our oil attachment. But the main idea here is I've been vaping since 1997. I've yeah. had lots of trouble converting people over to vaporization, mostly because they said, well, it doesn't hit me as hard as smoking, or I just don't get the same experience. So what I wanted to do was you know, how do we make vaporization not only healthy, but enjoyable for the user? Because ultimately we think that being healthy should be enjoyable. So why not combine the two into one device? Got it. So let's like, let's set the landscape a little bit here. There's lots of different vaporizers, right? So there's these pens, which sort of have like the CO2 oil in them. Yes. Right. And then there is more of a desktop version like this. And then there's a bunch of stuff in between, like handheld flowers, handheld oils, and then how do you come up with this design? Tell us about the process a little bit and fit yourself into that, yeah, that abso landscape. Absolutely. So uh, since 1997, I've purchased uh, over 100 different vaporizers. You know, I got e-cigarette style. I got portables like the Pax, the Firefly. Um, I got different desktop models like the Vapor Brothers, the Volcano, my own. And when I first started consuming cannabis, you know, I, I was a health conscious person to begin with. I didn't want to smoke it, but um, I had a bunch of injuries from doing stunt work in Hollywood and didn't want to take, you know. Wait, step back, step back. You were doing stunt work in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, so I went to UCLA and to make ends meet, I did stunt work. I was a background dancer as well. So you like jumped off of buildings and were in car accidents and uh, stuff? Or? I jumped off of buildings, wow. uh, through glass windows, uh, wow. whatever they could convince a 20 year old to do. You know, I was the first one to raise my hand and volunteer. And how much do you get paid to do that? Unfortunately, stuntmen get paid the least. So uh, <laughs> typically for a full day's worth of work, you know, maybe $200. But uh, let's just say, you know, that never uh, covered the Got it. The hospital expenses. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, man. <laughs> Thank you. And you brought, okay, tangent over. Uh, so let's let's take a look at it. You can just talk through it a little bit, maybe. So tell us what this piece is. Tell us about the different pieces. Yeah, absolutely. So this right here is the Vape XL Evo. We actually have the heat shield on here. Um, the heat shield does exactly what it's described uh, or its description, which is uh, to prevent your hands from getting too hot. Uh, what we started off with was. Oh, I'm sorry. You're good, man. It's just what we started off with was uh, we wanted to start with the all glass air path. Yeah. And the reason why we started with glass wasn't because it's really durable or it's the easiest thing to work with, but we knew that glass was 
both inert and non-reactive. So a really, really safe material to utilize. On top of that is, um, you know, when you buy an expensive bottle of wine, you usually pour it into a wine glass, not into a plastic red solo cup because, well, glass well, doesn't I, taste I do, it. but I know most of yeah. <laughs> Well, with the two buck chuck, you know, the red plastic cup, but you know, when you got your $300 bottle of wine, typically it's going into glass because it doesn't taint the flavor. So, you know, we have this really nice uh, Dutch treat by Trainwreck here. Oh, yes. And I believe, you know, no matter how well you Obviously grow the Obviously a single dose here. Single dose. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, um, when you grow something this nice, you know, you would like to consume it in the best methodology possible. Yep. And that's why we created a device like the VapeXL Evo, which allows you to not only medicate at a higher efficient level, but also taste all the subtle nuances of the different strains. And how does it do that? Why does it taste better? Why is it more efficient that way? So there's a few different things that we did. So um, number one, the glass air path doesn't add or take away any flavor. So that's one of the most important aspects. And then with vapor, most people tell me that they will use a vaporizer either because they're health conscious or because it's convenient. Like one of these, we could take it to the ball game. We could, yep. you know, at the bar, it's we easy. just duck out, we use it. Yeah. But um, in the bar. <laughs> but the main thing with this was, you know, these are convenient to use, but I don't know if anyone says this is my favorite thing to use. Like if we're sitting all around and we have our no, choice of vaporizer. honestly, it's horrible. Like I like flowers, so this is like not the best solution, but it is convenient and like your boss doesn't know if you smoke it or whatever, you know, so that's, <laughs> that's important. Uh, right. <laughs> so um, in the context of why we were creating this was, let's make the user experience a, a higher caliber premium one. So whether or not, you know, you were a health conscious person, you would want to reach for this device just because it gave you a better cannabis experience. Yep. So by utilizing the glass, you know, we preserve the flavor. And then another thing that we noticed was most vaporizers do not give you like a really thick you know, robust right, inhalation. Right. Yeah, if you use a volcano or something in a big bag, it's like a lot of air, not much Correct. vapor. Yeah? Correct, yeah. so most people, um, most people think that uh, vaporizers are very simple. You just apply heat to either your oil or to your flower, and then vapor appears. Mm. Rudim, uh, at the most basic level, that is how it works. But there are a lot of different things about the airflow and the way the heat interacts and moves that you can improve efficiency. So these are things that are actually covered in our intellectual property, but by improving the efficiency of the extraction, you get uh, much more uh, robust flavor. So mm -hmm. in addition to the glass not adding or taking away flavor, by condensing the vapor, it allows you to taste it easier. So by combining those two things, uh, we give you a better vapor experience. But I think kind of the crowning jewel on top of that is uh, due to the efficiency of the extraction, most of our customers are telling us they're only using a third of the amount that they normally use to wow. get the same level of medication. Wow. So you get a vape exhale and you get two thirds of your money back for weed. Our average customer uh, within three months, uh, based on how much they consume, uh, the device pays for itself, and that's not even talking about the health benefit. Incredible. How much is it, by the way? Uh, so the unit itself is $350. Uh, mm -hmm. Combined with one of our HydroTube mouthpieces, it's 450 Yeah, walk us through the different, these pieces are beautiful here. This one in particular, oh, super cool. Uh, and, and these are from you guys, did you have help in the glass blowing or tell us that story? A yeah, bit. absolutely. So uh, we create our own line of glass as well. So we have the Vape Exhale brand, which is uh, these sized ones. Um, Grab Labs, a manufacturer out of Texas, they make the minis for us. And then every quarter, uh, we will identify uh, a few different local or smaller glass blowers that are doing really cool stuff, like the Symbiotic team out of Denver. And uh, it's kind of our way to give them back to the industry because we know that uh, without their help, 
initially we could not have gotten off the ground without the uh, artistic glass blowers. Right. Now that we've kind of moved to more towards a production model, we didn't want to forget our roots. So each quarter we find guys like Symbiotic that make these really cool intricate pieces. And uh, it's not just for aesthetic purposes, but each of these uh, mouthpieces, they'll have varying levels of diffusion. So some of them will be smoother than others, and others will allow more flavor to come through. So depending right. on what type of strain you want, or if you just want like the biggest inhalation possible, you know, you could customize your vapor experience. So which one's your favorite? You know, I think it's like kind of, uh, it's kind of like Baston Robbins, you know, like uh, 31 flavors is always nice, but if, uh, you know, gun to my head, um, actually right. there's one on that table over there, the Hydra Bomb, uh, which is That's my overall favorite. favorite. But Got I it. would say in actuality, and this is not a cop-out answer, but uh, having variety is really good because on Friday nights... That's definitely a cop-out answer. <laughs> That's okay. I like this one, so let's use that one. All right, we'll what, definitely what use that one. Okay, so this is a hell of a grinder here, guys. I, we should have just had a whole show about this grinder because it's pretty outrageous. Uh, and then... Tell us what we have here. What was the strain again? Absolutely. Here, so that's the uh, Dutch treat by Trainwreck, but I wanted to bring something a little bit more special. You always oh, have guests come on. Oh. And uh, I always think it's pretty rude that the other guests don't bring anything. Assholes. So I know that you are a Green Crack fan. Oh, I am. But what I have is extra special. This is Green Crack by OG Kush. We call it Green Dragon. Wow. So why okay. don't we put that in there? Twist it up. Twist it up. Sorry, this is a big nug. <laughs> Give him a second to warm up here. All right, all right, here we go. So to utilize the device, so do you simple. smoke often with like forty-five people, or why do you why do you have that that, <laughs> that size grinder? Uh, so this is uh, one of the grinders for the trade shows. It's also my wife's grinder. Um, oh. As we were talking about earlier in the show, she she likes to grind up uh, her medicine at the beginning of the week, right? And yeah. then just have everything ready to go. Yeah, I'm more of a yeah, but you know, how's on the freshness? Demand. I mean, this doesn't like keep it fresh in there, you know, for a week. I um, don't think so. She doesn't but, give a shit. You know, everyone has varying tastes, so I try not to dictate the way she consumes her cannabis, and uh, <laughs> neither does she on my side. This is America. Yeah. Freedom. So here we go. Why don't you smell some of that? Oh, wow. Oh, that's incredible. It, it smells like weed, in case you were, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Uh, cool. So walk us through here. All right. I don't know how much the camera can see, but. So we have two different uh, uh, repositories for both. Uh, this one's for the flowers, and then this one's for the oils. So we'll start with the so flowers So you literally first. can put anything in there, right? Any kind of dab, any sort of wax, shatter, anything can go in that one, and then flowers in here, yeah? Correct, correct. So a uh, quick, interesting story yeah. about, uh, so this, is, uh, this vaporizer was actually optimized for flowers. Initially, when we designed it, uh, back in 2011 when it was just a figment of our imagination. You know, oils weren't super popular at the time, so we wanted to create strictly a flower vaporizer. Um, in 2012, you know, my younger cousins were telling me about concentrates being on the rage and how we needed to create a concentrates device as well. Um, I had already been dabbing, and my daughter at that point, you know, you were she dabbling and dabbing. I was that? dabbling and dabbing, yeah. and my daughter was in preschool at the time. So one of the other pa uh, parents, who was also a patient, came over to my house and wanted to take a couple dabs with me. He actually didn't know what dabs were, okay. but uh, when I took out the torch and the nail, and he saw me lighting it up, you know, he ran out of the garage, started screaming to his wife, like, I don't know what Sabo's doing in it's there, but this is not yeah. marijuana. <laughs> and I had to chase him down, 
And let's. Long story short is uh, I essentially got ostracized from the PTA, oh, wow. and that's when I realized we really need a more socio socially acceptable way to consume. But you're such a nice guy. How could they? How could they alienate you? Ah oh, man, you know it's. Uh, I think when it comes to your children, you know people get a little bit crazy about who they're hanging out with. Now, now that my daughter's in kindergarten and things have changed a little bit. Let's just say I'm probably one of the most popular parents in that class ah, now. So things have changed quite a bit ah, since Now you're um, the head of the PTA now. I, I'm <laughs> running for head of the PTA next year, absolutely. I'd like to take uh, a lot of, uh, 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 take my child's uh, education seriously. So not to digress. Um, we so, already digressed, man, <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. For this here, we will simply take uh, two little scoops. Cool. And once you put two scoops in there, we have a secondary uh, thimble that goes right on top. Okay. This prevents the there. medicine from flying out. So once we put it onto the top, it is ready to go. Um, did you have a mouthpiece that you wanted to test out first? I think so. Let's try this one. All right. Okay, so I just put it on here, yeah? Yep, and it's on demand so. and it's ready to it's go. on demand, I like that. So this piece right here is made by Symbiotic. Um, it is their Klein recycler and uh, visually, you know, it's very impressive and once you start inhaling, it also... Uh, it's incredibly clean. Thank you. Yeah. Would you mind if I take one too? Oh, please do, man. All right, absolutely. This is your show. I'm just here. So I always feel like Kenny G playing the sax here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, uh, like, toilet bowl action you got going there. We could cut some music in right there too, like some Kenny G music. All right. Uh, I think you did it better than I did. I have practice. <laughs> cool. So, so it's super clean. It's really light. I didn't cough at all. I'm a chronic cougher. Mm -hmm. Probably because I smoke too much weed. But uh, what? Tell me what I should experience here. I mean, why is the filtration so much better? What you know? Why it didn't even feel like I smoked anything, honestly. Yeah. So uh, what we notice is. If you are a experienced marijuana smoker, then typically vapor or smoke you can handle. Yeah. But uh, we're seeing a lot of you know soccer moms that are that may have seen the CNN special with Sanjay Gupta that want to get back into cannabis, and smoking is extremely harsh on their throat. And sometimes even vaporizers with the dry vapor uh, could dry out your throat. So we came up with this methodology that involves moisture conditioning. Uh -huh. That way you could really you know, enjoy the vapor, taste it, and then not have the throat irritation. Wow, yeah, no, I didn't have any like lung or throat. It's like I didn't feel anything, right? Correct. I'm gonna try to get, see if I can like make sure. myself feel something. I think, uh, oh wait, hold on, I took it out. Oh. Let me uh, push cool. a right, fresh one in there for you. Super simple here too, just like loading a normal bowl. And it's ready to go. Or maybe I should try a different one. Here, this is another one that the Symbiotic guys in Denver made for us. Uh, this is called the G-Line to Chandelier. Wow. Um, Look at the honeycombs. Yeah. So these are handmade honeycombs, not machined. That's the unique part about this. Wow. So how much additionally is like one of these pieces cost? I mean, I'm sure there's a range, but. Correct. So the symbiotic pieces alone cost about $300. You know, obviously those are for people that are, you know, glass enthusiasts, uh, which many of our customers are. And then our, our line of glass, you know, uh, runs anywhere from $75 to $150. Got it, got it. So what's next? I mean, it's a little big. Do I, do, there's plans for, I understand, to make it 
a little smaller, there's a second model coming Yeah, out. absolutely. So, you know, kind of growing up in the Bay Area, I was uh, always a big fan of Steve Jobs. And, you know, we've, I don't want to say model ourselves after Apple, but I think Apple provides a good analogy in that, you know, they have a smartphone, they have a tablet, they have a MacBook Pro and a desktop. Mm -hmm. So this is our desktop unit here. Yep. And uh, we are coming out with uh, uh, numerous models in the future. And what I could tell you is, I have to be vague here because, um, well, we're uh, being very tight-lipped about these designs, uh -huh. but uh, we will essentially have the equivalent of uh, something that goes into your pocket, so a stealth vaporizer, uh -huh. uh, another cordless that'll be more of like a social vaporizer that is easy to share, okay. and then we're also uh, really designing this, uh, it's codenamed the Diva right now, and this particular product is going to be um, Smaller, sleeker, sexier, and more customizable than previous vaporizers that, well, that, that sounds have been like on the me. market. Smaller, it is sleeker, built sexier. especially for you. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you were the target audience. <laughs> who, but who is the target audience? So you talked about like soccer moms that are kind of interested in a cleaner experience. Who else are you seeing that's, that's buying it? Well, you know, I think that's why we need to have a suite of products. So um, this product was designed for someone like myself. You know, I have two kids. I primarily vaporize at home, so I wanted a unit that you know, provided the best home experience. Yep. So I like to say this is like watching the football game on your HDTV. Yep. Now, you know, we got smartphones like uh, here on my little selfie stick. And, you know, you could also watch the game on your smartphone too. Right. You know, it's a different experience, yep. but you're still watching the game. So we wanted to just create a suite of products. So whether you're on the go, in your car, or at home, you know, you'll have various vaporizers that fit each scenario. Got it. So hardware is traditionally really hard and expensive. Right, I mean, developing new products, you said you're gonna have like multiple SKUs now. You guys raising money currently? Uh, we are currently raising money. Um, things are going well. Uh, our main investor, Poseidon, has been on the show before, yep. so. Shout out, uh, Emily and Morgan. Thank so, you, Emily and Morgan. We really yeah. appreciate your support and Thanks for coming here today and you know, <laughs> being a part of it too, much appreciated. Absolutely. <laughs> so things are, uh, things are going really well on the uh, 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 raising capital side. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I won't lie and say it's easy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's always easy. challenging. So but, what kind of round are you looking for? How, how much? Uh, so we're doing a seed round, a million dollars in convertible debt. Okay. Uh, of that, we've raised roughly half of it. Got so it. Uh, anybody out there that's watching that wants to. When people to, say they raise that money, you mean like verbally raise that money or like you have the half a million? Oh no, it's uh, committed, it's Got in the it. bank. So, Got you know, it. I've been very careful about the words that I use because yeah. uh, uh, I have encountered people that have, you know, yeah made it seem like they're using language that mm -hmm. appears that they already have it, but it's what they're expecting. So I learned early on to be a bit more specific with the words that I use, but yes, it is in the bank. So I'm fascinated by like the range of cannabis investors, right? So Poseidon's probably one of the gold standard, right? That's why they were on the show. Uh, but tell us if you will, without naming names, you know, <laughs> some of the other experiences you've had. People, you know, you, it's, there's not a lot of professionalism happening in some of these meetings, correct? Is that so? Um, you know, I, I like to play Switzerland and kind of be neutral, but you know, I think since we are on the show and we want people to learn, you know, I would definitely tell people that doing your due diligence beforehand makes uh, makes all the difference. And also, you know, our product, you know, we've won numerous industry awards. You know, we won Canada's Cup. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, while this was in the prototype stage, but early on when I was pitching to investors, you know, I would very much allow them to dominate the conversation because I felt like I was asking them for something. Uh -huh. Later on, I realized what I, 
I'm doing is actually educating them about the industry and giving them an opportunity to invest in something really solid, mm -hmm. something that has revenue, something that has awards, something that has IP that has been issued to them. Right. You know, a company with a management team that has 10 successful exits already. Mm. So there was no reason for me to behave like, like, like I should kowtow to them when in fact, you know, it should be a collaboration. So with Emily and Morgan, I never felt like I had to sell them on myself. I had to tell them my vision about the product. It and sells everything. itself, honestly, man, it's, it's incredible. Not that you're not amazing, but you know, what we just did was pretty great. Thank you. Well, what <laughs> I could tell you is there's a 100% positive correlation between the investors that have tried this and the ones that have invested <laughs> in the company. So, you know. So you have investors that talk to you and don't try it? Well, you know, a lot of the things that I, the adjectives that I use to describe this product are the same adjectives that other vape manufacturers use to describe their products. So it. it's very hard for them to tell. Um, and so if we get back to your question about the investors is, you know, asking questions up front to really identify who they are, what their background is, what value they could add, mm -hmm. and kind of holding your ground, you know, like, you know me, I'm a nice guy, like I, like, dude, this is this is the nicest dude like in the whole <laughs> world by the not a nice guy like thank you <laughs> well you know i don't think that i have your typical type a you know ceo's type of mentality so yeah. and i never try to come to that table with that type of energy anyways mm -hmm. so but when there are investors, do you get pushback like that because a lot of successful ceos are dicks right do you, yeah. do you ever like anybody ask you that question like you're so nice yeah like, i think if they've ever seen any footage of me doing you know martial arts then you know <laughs> Any idea of me like being someone that folds over instantly goes away. So I think having, you know, practiced a lot of the combat sports and understanding like how to handle myself physically has also helped me mentally mm. and when speaking to the investors because I mean, there is a lot of times like this kind of, I don't want to say verbal, it is verbal and it is subtle, but these weird kind of jockeying for positions. And mm -hmm. ultimately what I'm looking for are partners, not people looking to like dominate me while after they gave me money sure. or become people that dictate what I do. I'm looking for people that buy into the vision. And if I get that sense from them and we're not having this like mental, like kind of jockeying for a position, then I feel like, all right, this is someone that I wouldn't mind taking their money, and this is someone that I could work with as well. And how much is the additional value they add? How important is that to you? I mean, I know for a while it was just about the money, and now we've kind of entered the stage of, you know, Andreessen Horowitz and et cetera. They're doing recruiting, they're doing all these services. What, what's something that you're really looking for, like in terms of a partner? Yeah. So, um, so we've always wanted smart money you know like we've walked away from plenty of offers because there wasn't any value add so right now between me and the other founders our core competencies are in sales are in operations uh but uh you know when we are looking at different areas that we can improve on you know people that uh, could add value on the marketing side on the supply chain side you know so if our investors uh you know have connections in those areas or expertise in those areas, then they definitely would be a value add. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes it's not anything that we're specifically looking for, but once we're in conversation and I understand their thought process and their thinking methodology, and if it is one that, you know, kind of, you know, really catches my attention, then I'm like, okay, that's someone that, you know, based on the way they think, I believe they will add a lot of value to what we're doing here. Yeah, and the cool thing about making a cannabis investment is you most likely you know, share a bowl together or try it out, right? And then there's just a whole different connection that happens than traditional investment, I think, which is interesting. I think so. I mean, um, or maybe it happened over alcohol <laughs> in other, in other, you know, maybe. Correct. I mean, I do, 
I can't say 100% because I'm allergic to alcohol, so I don't know how uh. it feels like to be in a scenario with someone like that. But I can tell you that, you know, once uh, uh, an investor and I share, you know, a bowl through the Evo, you know, I do feel like some guards are down yep. and we're able to communicate more yep. as people versus someone pitching and asking for money. Yep. And uh, I think, you know, it allows them to see me for who I am. It allows me to see them for who they are. And, you know, once we could kind of take these shields down, then it's better, it's easier to decide whether or not you want to work together. And we've kind of come up with this thing, which was, uh, you know, it's called the road trip test. You know, if I can't see myself taking a road trip and surviving with this investor or vice versa, uh -huh. then, you know, we shouldn't become business partners. Yeah, they say that about like your wife too, right? Like if you have to like take so. trips somewhere before you know, I don't know, I'm not married. But yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> now that's a weird thing. I mean, uh, since my, me and my wife met 11 years ago, I think the days apart that we spend been less than maybe 14, you know? So wow. in my mind, that's kind of already built in. Like if that's your wife. I mean, you know? if my wife had a grinder of this size, <laughs> I think I'd be good too, but uh, cool. So you, you have half a million of the million seed round. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then what's that do to your runway? I mean, how long are, are you good then? For, well, uh, for actually the great news is, uh, you know, since we're not in uh, prototype phase, we actually have a product in the market. We already have revenue coming in. So essentially it allows us to have more working capital to, to operate like a big boy company. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everything that we've done has mainly been word of mouth and through our social media channels. Now that we have more in the bank, we have more money to hire headcount to implement marketing programs, to improve packaging, to accelerate R&D, um, all the things that normal companies would do when they're growing and scaling. And you need to hire more people? I mean, what's like the next thing you, you need in your company? Uh, I think uh, more sales guys, more marketing guys are always great. You know, we've been fortunate enough to, to survive on word of mouth, mm -hmm. but you know, we know in order to compete with the Paxes and Stores and Bickles and Fireflies yeah. of the world, you know, we need to start expanding our presence. And what's the strategy like there? I mean, growth is something that's super fickle in this industry because you can't promote across any of the normal channels. You yeah. Know, and Facebook and Google and Twitter, they've all shut it down. So when you think about that strategy, I mean, how do you, how do you get this out to, to the world? So, you know, being creative is obviously very, very important in this industry. So, you know, we always look at different things that are, you know, kind of ancillary. You know, like, for example, I know a ton of people that do yoga that love cannabis. So we've run campaigns mm -hmm. to the yoga industry and conversion rates are really high. We also noticed that a lot of the people that purchased our product were also into home improvement. So we figured out different ways to advertise over those channels. So, I mean, that is specific to our product. So if there's any other entrepreneurs in the space, I would say, you know, do more surveys, mm -hmm. understand who your customers mm -hmm. are. You know, like we thought our customers were gonna be, you know, the 18 to 25 college kids that just love dabbing. Um, but, you know, after doing surveys, we realized it's a completely different demographic. Right. So we needed to understand who they were first. Now we can more effectively market, have higher conversion rates. And it's something that, um, you know, is a continual process too. And, you know, marketing is not my core competency, but luckily, you know, through consultants and, you know, just smart people around us, we've mm -hmm. been able to get by. But ultimately, you know, we'd love to bring on a full-time a VP of marketing that could put together a long, a short, mid, and long-term strategy to allow us to scale the way we want to. So much of it is influencer marketing, right? I mean, uh, I, I know for our show, I thought like we need to target the top 50 journalists 
that talk about cannabis all the time and then get them to retweet stuff, right? Get them to interact with, with our content. You make some amazing content, your own videos. Sable will just like at five o'clock, just like pop up, you know, a, a Facebook video of him ripping the Evo. It's, a, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I guess the other question that I really want to talk about here is sort of the idea of culture. So in building your company right now, the due diligence that comes in, the investors that come look at it, I mean, what's the vibe like in your company? I mean, do people smoke? Do they not smoke? What's, what's the policy like there? So, you know, I'm a firm believer that we're all adults. You know, I love to give adults like sovereignty over their own consciousness. Mm -hmm. So uh, we also have a very remote team. So regardless of what they're doing, like, I don't know how they're spending their day. We just trust each other to get the work done yep. and the work gets done. Now, if the work doesn't get done, then the rules will have to change. But right now, but that has been an issue. Yet. The work gets done. And how so, big is the team right now? Uh, we are up to now that it is the holiday season. I believe we have eleven. You have eleven. Yeah. Nice. So, and tell me the breakdown a little bit of those eleven. You have sales and marketing. Who who else is? Yeah. There? So I run the company. Uh, we got Ty over there on the side. He uh, does our sales and business so development. Ty. We got a marketing manager, Brianne O'Neill. We got. Uh, uh, affiliate manager, our CFO, and then we have our manufacturing and fulfillment team, which is out in the East Coast. Got it. Right. Got so it. there's three of us here in San Francisco. There's a couple of us in Nashville, Tennessee, and then the rest of us are in um, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Interesting. Yeah. So why is the manufacturing in, in Pennsylvania? So uh, we were able to find really great workers out there and our initial uh, group of people that helped us with the company also were from that area. So um, really short story is, uh, since I'm not an engineer, I had no idea how to build a vaporizer. So when I wanted to build this, I started a thread on a vaporizer forum. Okay. Um, it became the most popular thread on the forum. We had over like a million views uh, the first year and it was also the largest thread. So I just collated all the information that the people gave us and then some of the best ideas came from uh, uh, these uh, people out in Pennsylvania. So we started uh, working oh. more closely with them and they so helped So you just randomly started asking questions on a forum and they responded. Correct. Right? And then you were like, hey, you really should do this with me? Uh, correct. Cool. Yeah. Very good. And what, is, what are their backgrounds like? So um, they had a background. Uh, one was a project manager at Genentech, mm -hmm. and the other ran a mixed martial arts uh, website that was selling mixed martial arts equipment. Wow. Cool. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the online presence, right? I mean, what are, what are some of the regulations? Can you sell this direct through the website? You know, is there any cross-state borders? Tell me any, you know, any problems there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we ship to all 50 states. I mean, uh, we are a device that uh, we talk about it being used for legal use. So if in your state you have medical marijuana, then absolutely you could utilize it for that. But my father's also a herbalist. There are plenty of different other herbs you could put in there, like chamomile, go-to cola, cola nut, that'll give you a whole bunch of different effects. And... Um, what does vaporizing chamomile feel like? Do you just fall asleep? Or uh, like it is that? relaxing, and I could tell you from experience, having only done it a handful of times, yeah. um, it's not as enjoyable as cannabis, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it still is floral. It's relaxing. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine that. Yeah, so I'm going to give the audience a chance to come up and, and check it out if they want to, or take a question. If anybody has a question that they've been thinking about, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a second here. While we're doing that, Let's uh, talk about my favorite thing, like you smoking weed. So what are your habits like? 
obviously you have all these awesome things, but what are your favorite strains? You know, like what's your, do you smoke anything else? Do you use a pipe ever, anything, a joint? Like, or is it just vape exhale? Yeah, um, I, I eat my own dog food, so I primarily utilize uh, this device, uh, either with flowers or oils. On the go, I will use the Stores and Bickle Mighty. Um, in a pinch, I will use an e-cigarette, but uh, as far as my favorite strains, uh, also a big fan of Green Crack, Green Crack. Um, Blue Dream, I like a lot as well. Girl Scout Cookies is always nice. Um, OG Kush, but uh, my favorite more recently is I'm getting you know anywhere from three to one, four to one CBD ah. uh, oil, ah. and that's been really helping out with uh, you know muscle pain and joint pain. So uh, we've been really digging uh, the CBD oil as well. Got it. Very cool. All right, so we have Calvin here. All right. Who's the uh, the front end engineer at On Fleet? Anybody watching this show knows about On Fleet. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Say hello, man. Hey, man. How's it going? Pretty good. So we're gonna let you smoke this. It's it's pretty simple. Yeah. I, I think. Can, yeah, I was looking at the big guy over there. I think we're gonna give that a shot. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So have you ever done like uh, yoga or martial arts or anything like that? Yes. Okay. So the way they have you do those really deep yep. inhales, that's how you'll want to do it. And as Brandon said, it's going to be super smooth. So I would just keep going until you feel like a slight tickle in your throat and then just pull it off the top. <laughs> and this is the first time you've ever smoked cannabis, right? Just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No. Go ahead. You're, you're good. Maybe a little applause. Thoughts? Reaction? I mean, it's the best hit out of a vaporizer ever. Vaporizer I've ever had. It's uh, well, there. We go. I think that's yeah. pretty good. That's about as. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much, Calvin. Anybody have a question for Sabo? Anything they want to know about, you know, his life or when he started smoking? When did you start smoking? How old were you? So uh, I got into cannabis uh, pretty late. I was 20 years old uh, before I started or uh, discovered cannabis. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been around it, but I thought I was going to be a professional fighter. So, you know, I just stayed away from cannabis until until one day I got really injured, got tired of taking Advils, tried yeah. cannabis for the first time, realized it wasn't nearly as bad as what, you know, Ronald Reagan made it out to be and fell in love with it and just wanted to figure out a much uh, healthier way to consume it because, you know, I, I don't care how people consume their cannabis, but I do feel like if you're calling it medical marijuana, you know, I just never seen any other medicine that you've ever had to smoke other than this. So I always thought, you know, in order to, you know, give more credibility to the medical movement, having healthier ways of consuming cannabis would be helpful. Yeah, I think you've done that here, man. I mean, it's an incredible experience. Congratulations. Sounds like others feel the same way. You're raising money, you're all over the place. This dude is a hustler. He's at every event ever. He's got two kids posting shit about your kids on Facebook. You look like the most adorable father ever. But anyway, thanks again, man, for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks to everybody that came out, that uh, had some nachos, courtesy of Pacific Salsa. Thanks to Gilbert. Shout out to Gilbert. And uh, go pick up your Vape Exhale, vapexhale.com, yeah? Yep, yeah. correct. Spell it for him one time. V-A-P-E-X-H-A-L-E, or just vapexhale.com. Got it.
Got it. And we're investing in cannabis.tv on Twitter, Instagram. I keep saying Snapchat. I don't think we have a Snapchat, but Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere shit is consumed on the internet. And uh, thanks again, guys. Hey, can I'll I say one last oh, yeah, word? Please do. Hey, Shout uh, out whatever you want. Well, I just want to say anyone that's watching this show, you know, please share it with your friends. Not because I'm on it, but because I believe that this is the first show on cannabis that someone who doesn't consume cannabis would enjoy watching so if you guys enjoyed this episode please do share it with your friends because i think these guys are doing good stuff over here and uh, more people should see it thanks so much man that's nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. see you next time guys <laughs>